Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab. Comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best uh, to answer your computer questions, comments, whatever. Um, and we've got some news for you here, but we need our we need our uh, music for this one. Got to keep this song in mind when anything's free. So keep it in mind, right? When anybody's trying to sell you something for free, they got the vehicle. And they got the candy and the pictures. And they'll get, come on in the car there. Because here's, an ex- here's a great article that Bob found that I have to read to you guys. Pirated streaming devices are filled with malware. So those of you who are using devices to get free movies or free anything... As we've told you over and over again, if it's free, you're the commodity. And in this case, the bad guys are selling you these jailbroken Roku devices so that they can, you can go ahead on and, and get, get all sorts of uh, movies for free and free TV. You know, they got fire sticks that are hacked. They've got jailbroken Rokus. You name it. These guys are out there. They're, going to, they're, they're literally selling them at flea markets. I find the juxtaposition of a flea market where you buy a high-end streaming device just kind of weird. But you can go to a flea market and buy these jailbroken devices. It must have fell off the back of the truck. Exactly. <laughs> and these guys are making, you know, 75, 100 bucks for these devices so that you then can get your free movies. But what you're also getting is tons of malware where your bank account information and anything you're getting on your network is going back to the bad guys because you have one of these devices in your network. Guess how many people are doing this? Oh, by the way, yeah, it's getting control of your cameras too. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're literally putting you're putting a bad guy in your house. You know, don't worry about passwords anymore. You literally put a rogue device in your house because you wanted free TV. It's like guys, just so you understand Napster, right? Napster, the kid that came up with Napster to steal music, right? These guys now are like, well. We have these people who are willing to steal music. Why don't we give them a rogue device? They'll go get. They'll think they're getting these free movies for free, but we'll get everything we want to know about them while they're doing it. Well, they'll only pay with pay for it with balance of their checking account. Exactly. <laughs> but guess how many people are doing this? Twelve million of us dinglings out there are putting these device. Twelve million. In one case, uh, this this company who did this uh, uh, study. 
uh, uh, actually went and arranged to buy one of these devices off of Craigslist, and the seller came out of the Department of Labor building in Washington, D.C. This is a government worker coming out to, hey, get in my car, I got some candy. (laughs) Here's the device that, you know, you're going to get your free Aquaman um, or watch, you can go ahead and watch free pay-per-view. Guys, if it's free like that, you're playing in the dark web. I promise you, if you can't figure out in the old days how to program your VCR, you were called 12 o'clock flashers because you couldn't figure out how to just set the time on your VCR. If somebody sells you a stick like this that gets you free movies and stuff, they're way ahead of you. Now, it's not the bad – the guys who are selling the sticks are probably not the bad guys. It's the software that's on there that's going over to the the third world. You're connecting some guy in Indonesia – to go ahead and collect your data, they're the ones making all the money. They're the ones looking at everything you're doing on your network, and you've given it to them. Don't even bother putting a password on your firewalls. Don't do any of the techni- any of the security stuff we're talking about because you're literally putting the bad guy in your living room so that you can watch free UFC fight nights. <laughs> you, you deserve what you get. Don't come crying to me when someone empties your bank account. 12 million of you are doing this. <laughs> it's crazy. Stop it. You're nuts. This stuff isn't free, guys. Right? Just think of the guy singing vehicle when you're when it's free like that. You're the sucker. <laughs> you are the sucker. So we'll put it out here for you to take a look at. Read it and weep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, come on, man. Can't make this stuff up. No. Playing in the dark web. What else do you got? Okay. South Carolina Capitol website had a security flaw that exposed passwords. Now, this is a government entity. Of course. Okay. Well, what do they know it's about Columbia, technology? South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The credentials included passwords for Columbia's databases and email protocol servers. Nice. The flaw has been fixed. Mm-hmm. One bad search on the government website for South Carolina's capital could have exposed an entire database. The City of Columbia site had a security flaw in its search tool, according to independent researcher Arif Khan. Mm-hmm. The flaw let anyone view passwords for the website's database and email protocol servers, creating a massive potential for abuse. Oh, Khan yeah. said on the, now wait. Yeah. As you know, yeah. if somebody has a password on a site... Mm-hmm. They're probably using the same logon and password somewhere else. No, no kidding, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, okay. So the vulnerability made it possible for someone to pull sensitive data out of Columbia City's government database. Mm-hmm. With access to email protocol servers, an attacker, an attacker could have created spoof emails that look like they come from the city government. Right. The flaw involved a misconfiguration of the site's search function. If you searched for a term, term that couldn't be found in the site's database... The site would inadvertently serve up an error page meant only for administrators. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oops, you can't go here. Here's all our admin can, information. Go ahead. Take I was able to reproduce the security flaw through the site search function multiple times, including searching my own name and phrases like bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> that would break it, right? The vulnerability was fixed after CNET reached out to city officials about the issue. <laughs> Columbia City Government didn't respond to a request for comment, but a representative confirmed that it did receive the inquiry. So there's more to the article, but the point is, mm-hmm. is that, you know. <laughs> this is government technology. Security is like a big deal, guys. I know. Now, 
The first article that you did. <laughs> you're, you're bringing the bad guys in. Security you're bringing people. them in. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Don't even bother to lock your doors. You're just bringing the bad guys in. But we're the government. Nobody's going to break into the government, no, right? No, of course not. <laughs> Who's even using a government site? I'm just kidding. All right. In other news, uh, out in um, Ann Arbor, Michigan, there's a hosting company, otherwise known as a cloud service provider, called A2 Hosting. And uh, basically, they were down for most of Easter. Uh, basically, they endured a multi-day outage. Because the company had a trouble with pesky malware on its fleet of Windows servers. Yes, of course, when you are putting your stuff on somebody else's cloud, they could be just somebody else's Windows servers. And it uh, turns out that uh, these guys got nailed uh, by some sort of uh, uh, malware or ransomware or who knows what. But they were down for days. The company's engineers battled to overcome whatever mystery affliction had fall, uh, befallen its Windows services as uh, customers became progressively angrier, the outage headed towards a third day, and then specula- uh, speculation mounted the company had been victim of a malware outbreak. So, you know, you talk about, you know, we talk about malware, ransomware, and of course, in our company's clients, we are always looking to protect them from this type of attack, right? It happens. Um, but you need good antivirus, good web and malware and, and uh, email defense technologies, and you need a great backup. Well, these this poor hosting company was down for three plus days because they either didn't have any one of those things or maybe one of them failed. Uh, ironically, one of the funny aspects of this is that the company, um, A2 Hosting, had a corporate blog. If you go to their website, uh, post just before this all happened, which was a four-step plan to deal with a security breach. <laughs> so uh, I just love the picture on this. It's a dumpster fire. I mean, we're used to dumpster fires here in Connecticut, but um, we'll put a link up here uh, for you guys to read the story of this A2 hosting company. And you can see, again, just just again, when you put your stuff out in somebody else's systems, somebody else's cloud, it's just other geeks over there with with Windows servers. And of, of course, your data is protected. Of course, it is. Yeah, yeah. that's what we. That's what you're paying us for. Let's hope. Just don't read the fine print on your. Uh, you know. On your contract. On your, on your contract. We'll yes. put a link there for you guys to read the story and we'll go from there. Anything else you want to bring up, Bob, before we go to a break? Sure. The NSA reportedly recommends retiring phone surveillance program. Oh, is that nice of them? The program that analyzes. They have all the data they need? <laughs> well, it's too burdensome. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the program that analyzed Americans' calls and texts mm-hmm. has become too burdensome, uh, uh, sources tell the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Uh, House uh, abandoned a. Uh, Controversial program that collects and analyzes data yep. on millions of Americans' domestic calls and texts, the Wall Street Journal reported Wednesday. Nice. The recommendation against renewing the program represents a dramatic reversal from the longstanding position of the agency, which had argued that the program was vital to identifying and disrupting terrorist activities. The program, which was put in place after the 2001 terrorist attacks mm-hmm. that brought down the Twin Towers, right. Uh, has legal and logistical burdens that outweigh its value to uh, national security sources, told the journal. It's getting too hard to do? The uh, I'll jump down here. Huh. Uh, the NSA has been collecting large amounts of metadata, the digital information that accompanies electronic communications under controversial national security policy mm-hmm. put in place by the Patriot Act in 2001. Right. That information included what phone numbers were on the call, when the call was placed, how long it lasted, mm-hmm. and, and then, then it was saved in a database. Yeah. 
The uh, already heated debate over the Patriot Act programs intensified in 2013 when former NSA contractor Edward Snowden leaked documents detailing the ways in which the U- the secretive U.S. government agency mm-hmm. was collecting data. Yep. A new system put in place by Congress in 2015 required federal agencies to seek a court order on a case-by-case basis to obtain call data from telephone companies. Hmm. And it goes on. So the NSA says they're going to stop that. They just probably put out an app. It's probably like a weather app that we have all have on our phones anyways. It's, you know, well, <laughs> collecting all the data for them. I'm almost thinking that this is like uh, this uh, is like um, uh, misinformation mm. that's put out there to make you think that mm. they're going to stop doing it. Yeah, I mean, come on, the NSA stopping data collection? That just doesn't make sense. It's an oxymoron. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. we got two lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you have one of those cool jailbroken Rokus where you can watch anything on for videos, call us up and let us know how it works. We want to make sure that we let the guys in Indonesia know what your bank account is. We'll be right back. <laughs> This is Computer Talk with Tab. Feel free to get online. Two lines open for you. We're curious if uh, any of you out there, there's 12 million of you out there that are using these jailbroken streaming devices. Actually, if you have a kid in college, they think they're so smart (laughs) by streaming this stuff for free. Um, You may want to give them a ring and just say, hey, you know, hey, little Bobby, do you have any, uh, are you getting movies for free there in the dorm? Because if they are, They've got a jailbroken device, and they're going to bring it home to you when they come back and put it in their rooms. And I'm, I'm not. My, my roommate got it. Yeah. He lent it to me to take home over the spring break. Yeah, he's going to bring it into your house and plug it into your system, and you literally have the bad guys in your home. So uh, just make sure you ask little Bobby or little Susie when they come back from college if they're bringing home any of that stuff into your network. Because all the security we just talk about is kind of out the window when you let them in like that. Let's go to uh, Janine in West Hartford. Hi, guys. Hey, good morning. Good morning. So, yes, um, so it is Jean in West Hartford, and I am actually calling to get – I am going to need to replace my laptop. All right. I know a while back – I actually did go back and look in the archives, but I couldn't find because I was looking for what you would suggest for um, – what I, the, the specifications I, I need for a new laptop. Mine sure. is nine years old. It's Ooh. actually been working fine. Nice. That's a, that's a long you, time. And you actually gave me, told me what to get nine years ago. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and um, so, and it was a Toshiba, and I did kind of exactly what you said, and I really had no real problems with it or anything. Nice. Good. So um, I feel really lucky. But I am noticing now, and I think, I actually right now it's plugged in and it's fully up, mm-hmm. but just the last um, few days it's been like um, it, the battery all of a sudden didn't look like it was working. Battery's yeah. re- been replaced once, yeah. but one of the things is I think sometimes the, the where you plug in um, for some reason I think sometimes the particular thing that plugs in doesn't always work so well mm-hmm. into the computer itself, into yeah. the laptop itself. You know, after that, nine years, you're plugging it in and plugging it out. It's going to really take take its toll on that little connection in there. So. Yeah, exactly. For nine years, you've done, you've done great. And again, that nine-year recommendation of Toshiba was a good one because they actually invented the laptop. 
Um, now, unfortunately, they're really not there as much as the other brands that are out there. So we've kind of shifted. I mean, if you can find a Toshiba, more power to you. I wouldn't tell you not to because it's served you well. But uh, HP also puts out a good laptop. Uh, you know, I'm going to be in the market for my my third son who's going off to UConn, and uh, he's going to need a laptop. So I'd give you the similar recommendations that we're going to come go to go and pick up for him. It's going to be probably an i7 with a, a solid state hard drive um, and a 17 inch screen because he wants to have something that's going to have a good good. It's going to be a little more to carry around, bigger footprint with that 17 inch screen. That's probably what I have now. I have at least a 17 inch because okay. at the time when I bought it, I was actually using it a lot for applications from. Um, my, where I was working too, I would use it for. Yep. So it made sense. Yeah, so eight gigs of RAM. The uh, HP Envy line okay. seems to. I mean, I've done this for all three of my sons. Uh, they've the the first two work so they still work fine. Um, these are home. Des- these are designed for home use. These are not a good business recommendation, but they're good for right. home. And uh, the HP Envy line is what I like for my my folks, and it works well. I mean, we were, were we were big fans of HP in our practice uh as well so that's where i tell you to look first okay so that's basically it though i mean how yeah. much um ram and all that eight gigs i7 solid gigs. solid state drive those are the three basics of a really good you're going to enjoy that machine say that again eight gigs eight gigs is an i7 processor right um or an i5 but an i7 and um a solid state drive okay so those are the big thing. Yep, and that that's give it. Me That'll give you another very, you're going to be like, wow, considering what you're using now, that thing is going to be. Yeah, and actually, I haven't even, I mean, I'm really, I'm not somebody that's complained that much about the speed or anything else. Oh, it's been a great laptop for me, so. Yeah, Toshiba it, made a great laptop. It doesn't owe me anything, for sure. No, definitely not. All right. Thanks right, so much. Oh, you're welcome. Appreciate good luck. It. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I've had good luck. My son's like, all right, come on, Dad, we want to go, go on laptop shopping. Now, for me, laptop shopping, it's like what I do every day. <laughs> of all the things I don't want to bother doing is laptop shopping. Um, you know, but it is what it is. Probably like a fitness instructor working out. No, that's probably not the good. It's like <laughs> me going home and, and somebody saying, the computer's broke. I've got to fix it right now. I don't even want to think about computers. So we're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Uh, one line, uh, three lines open for you. So Tom in Florida is on the line. Three lines open for you guys. Everything we're gonna we've talked about will be posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com. And uh, if you go over to Facebook and like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, it'll get to your news feed. Maybe it's up to Zuckerberg. Um, and then of course, if you use Twitter, why I have no idea. But if you do use Twitter, if you get nothing but time on your hands, I just can't understand Twitter. Uh, but if you do enjoy that, it'll go to your Twitter feed over at Tab Computer Sys. We'll be right back. I'll be back, as it were. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And yes, that's the theme from Terminator. And why do I bring that up? Well, Tesla. (laughs) Tesla had their autonomy day. And I'll tell you, it is very, very cool what Tesla's trying to do. Uh, and also very scary at the same time. So Tesla had their autonomy day just a couple days ago. We're going to put a link up there to the video. You should watch it. Um, it is uh, very well done. And it explains their approach to self-driving cars. 
And there's there's multiple approaches. Uh, some companies think they should use something called LIDAR, which allows for some – it looks kind of like Doppler radar for the car to figure out where it is um, in space versus the way Tesla wants to do it, which is literally with sight. Um, and their theory, and if you watch the video that we posted up there, is uh, is that we humans are able to go ahead and, and do this with sight. And they, they're actually working on artificial intelligence – to, and they talk about how they train the AI into understanding the differences between a car that's driving in the lane to your right that might veer into your lane or a bike or a pedestrian or a turkey or a tire that's in the road. They talk about how they train this artificial intelligence to see what's out there. And the scary thing is that not only are they training Tesla vehicles, but I would contend they're training any artificial intelligence. They could sell sight to, yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of articles out there. Bob just showed me another one. They're going to literally have this technology where the artificial intelligence can see. Now, we're a long way away from the Terminator, obviously, but it is interesting. And what Tesla does, because they have X number of cars on the road in their fleet, um, they actually collect data from the cameras. Right from all their drivers, whether you want to or not, it's probably part of the URL where you accept. You know, when you buy the car, you, know, you take our tax money for the uh, subsidy. On top of that, you click yes that you're going to give all your data as far as driving to Tesla. And that would be the EULA. The <laughs> EULA, yeah, the EULA is for them. And the, and the thing about their fleet is that that data is uploaded. So as this artificial intelligence wants to figure out, so let's say they have a crash where they run into a fire truck. We've talked about this before. Well, now they want to see all the pictures of fire trucks on the highway so that they can train the AI to not run into fire trucks. And they'll get that from their fleet. And then they have humans, probably sitting in the third world, nothing else to do, that will actually annotate, yep, that's a fire truck. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll actually mark it for the AI and help it understand all the different types of fire trucks that could be in the highway that they're going to run in the back of. Um, It is very well done um, presentation. I I recommend you check it out. It's not a very long one. I want to say it's about maybe an hour. Um, now, right after that, Tesla stock is tanked. Their their quarter was horrible. They lost almost a billion dollars. They have so they're having other issues, and there are other competitors out there like Nvidia, and and well, because Tesla is acting, they they punted Nvidia because Nvidia was part of the chip that they were using to come up with this site technology, and uh, they punted them and went with their own chip. And believe it or not, the investors that were at this group were already wondering what Gen two was going to look like. This is they're talking about Gen one. But uh, Elon was up there, and a lot of very smart people were up there. We're seeing, check it out. It's posted on computertalkwithtab.com. But they're teaching the robots to see, It's <laughs> my point. And uh, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Elon thinks there'll be a million autonomous taxis by 2020. Tesla autonomous taxis. Now, Elon has promised a lot. So he, he's almost like the Microsoft of dates. So if he says there'll be a million by 2020, I would say more like maybe by 2025. You know, Windows 95 came out in 97, that kind of thing. So we'll see what happens with Elon. But very interesting stuff, uh, very, very cutting edge and very cool. Let's go to uh, uh, Tom in Florida. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Hope you can help me today. All right, we'll try. Every time I try to print something or download something from the Internet, before I can do it, I got to save it to my laptop. And when I save it, I get an icon that I got to click on, 
and then that brings it up to print or to do whatever I want to do with it or save it. But huh. I can't uh, I can't save it from the icon. I can't save it. I can't copy it or anything. I can print it. But if I want to keep it on a computer and use it when I don't have access to the Internet, I can't do that because the icon uh, is all, always takes you back to the Internet. Well, right. So some things on the Internet you can you can save the way you're trying to. You can use what are called snippet tools to actually clip an image of what you see on your screen. Um, yeah. So if you use the snippet tool, Bob, you want to tell them how to do that? Well, yeah, no, I don't just know how to do type type in uh, snip and it'll come up. But I was thinking that uh, he could use the built-in uh, print-to-text uh, function. It's like a printer that's in there, and I'm looking for the name of it here as we speak. Yeah, there's a Microsoft one. You can print to the PDF if you have uh, that, uh, you know, uh, Adobe uh, installed on your computer as well. Right, but if you're thinking you're going to be able to go to and, and have offline the website. You know, you know, I want to be able to use that information offline, and, and you can't do it. You've got to be online to use any of these this information. Sometimes that's I true. Used, yeah, I used to be able to just download it and then... then, then uh, then save it just right to, and I could get to it online. So now everything, now everything's online. Right. So yeah. if it if it'll let you bring up a print uh, screen to where you print, select the Microsoft Print to PDF or Microsoft XPS Document Writer, and you can print that page, you know, to a file if right. you will, and then you can print the file. But the formatting might not might not be pretty. Some sites, yeah. Well, some sites are very nice and designed for this. Some sites are going to be just a mess. Yeah. Well, it brings PDFs up all the time, and every time I try to do anything with it, you know, you click on the menu, there's only a couple things there, and all it says you can do is print. There's nothing else on it to, to snip it or copy the text or anything like that. There's well, no, you got, you got to do that yourself um, within the browser. you got to use the snippet tool, which is within uh, Microsoft itself. Like Bob said, just type the word snip, and you can kind of... Uh, you you would set the range of your screen that you want to be that you want to capture, and yeah. that'll capture it to a file. Um, that you can do all day long. See, I keep the. Is this, is this like a print screen? You know. Yeah, or? yeah, it's yeah, like a print screen. It's better than print screen yeah. because you can print an area, you can print a rectangle, you uh, you copy a rectangle, you can copy. I can just select the area I want to save. Correct. Exactly. That snippet tool is probably the easiest thing uh, to use. I actually have it pinned to my taskbar. I use it that frequently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, because it's getting frustrating. It takes two, three steps to just see what you got. Yeah. And then if you want to go back to it later, you can't unless you're online. So, yeah, well, the, the, try the ways we're talking about. Either print to PDF or do the snippet tool and see if that works snippet for you. Tool, print, to, print to PDF. Yeah, that'll produce a I, file. I did that one time, print the PDF, and I think I just got another icon. But I'll try it again. Well, when you say an icon, you mean you, you think you get something on your desktop? Yeah. Well, you got to tell it where to go. You're telling it to go to your desktop. Well, you... yeah, but no, I don't. <laughs> but when I click, when I said print the PDF, I just got a duplicate icon. Now I save it to my to my desk to my desktop until I want to delete it, rather than have to look through the files and that for it. Okay, but that's going to happen. But if I the... did that, I just end up with two icons that take you back to the internet. Though. Now, when you not when you print a PDF, you shouldn't. That'll produce an actual PDF. 
image. All right, well, I'll try, Matt. Probably did it wrong then. <laughs> well, we're trying not to say that. <laughs> but you did come to that conclusion on your own, so we think that's great. <laughs> All right, so I need a snippet tool or print a PDF then. Yeah, try those two ways. That's a good way to do it. All right, I appreciate your help. All right, good luck, Tom. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yep, he probably did it wrong. <laughs> so we're going to step out for a quick break. Three lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Hey, it's, your kids are coming back from college. If they happen to be, you know, ask them, hey, guys, did you already watch Endgame <laughs> from your dorm room? If they did, they probably have one of those hacked devices that you don't want brought into your network. Trust me. We'll be right back. are back this should be like the radio theme song the the thing that is radio should be this song we're gonna go uh, get back to your calls two lines open for you 800-966-WTIC 522-WTIC let's go to Dante in Hartford next hey Dante what's up hey good morning first time caller oh thanks listener. oh great um I have a problem I have a net year night hawk CM 1150 Victor because I cut the cable yeah so I wanted to use that uh, modem, but it's not giving me uh, the downloads. Like if, if I have uh, four phones, uh, two computers hard hard line to it, yeah, a Orbi router and satellite, and two Roku's. So if my wife is seeing a movie, my son is in the computer playing online games. Yep. I can ba- I can barely use my computer to get into the internet, the one that is hard line. All right, so let's start let's start with this first, Dante. What are you paying the internet company for? Is it 50, uh, 50 the, megabits uh, or Xfinity Black? All right, and how much is the bandwidth? What kind of bandwidth are you buying? It's supposed to be 250 250 uh, megabits? Yeah. And the three of you can't get that to work, huh? Right. I ever since I bought it, I noticed the the, the lag on it. The okay. channel, all channels are on. You know the 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 ones that are upstream and downstream. Yeah. But well, well, let's hang on. Return it. <laughs> do a speed test. What's your speed yeah, test? I do. Yeah, the speed test gives me what I what I'm paying for. Two hundred fifty megabytes. Okay. So yeah. you're getting. Don't return it. That's not the modem's fault. All right. So you're getting your internet speed. Yeah, now, I am. Okay. So that problem is solved. Now, number one, for the three of you, you don't need that much speed. All right? You have something else going wrong here. You, I've got a family of five, three boys, ages 20, you know, 18 to 22. Yeah, and, I, yeah I, hear, I hear it a lot. Yeah, and they are streaming like crazy. Internet games, streaming all the time on 50 megabits. So okay. you are, you've got a huge pipe to the internet you don't need. You're paying way too much for that unless you're getting a good deal. But I suspect you're paying couple, maybe 150 bucks for that. 120 All right. So it's a lot uh, of... But because I got phones, too. Oh, okay. All right. You can get rid of that, too, but we'll go, we'll go somewhere else. So 250 megabytes should be crushing it for you. So your problem on your computer is, are you wireless, hardwired? How, which computer, what's, what's your computer doing as far as how it connects to the network? I have both. I have uh, my son who plays a lot of online games. Yeah. And mine 
our hard line into the next year Nighthawk. Into the neck of your Nighthawk, huh? And you do a yeah. speed test, and you're getting 250. What yes, kind of uh, what kind of patch cables are you using? Well, he's what getting kind of what? patch cables. Oh, cat, cat five, whatever the cable it came with. Yeah, but cat you're getting. Six. He's getting 250, so he's getting his he's well, getting his yeah. bandwidth. So that's not that. So you've got a, a wired connection and wireless running on the same device, or do you turn off one or the other? Don't have both running. Do you have only well, wired or, or wireless running on your computer? Let's just look at your computer. Yours is the one that's really slow. Your wife's watching, you know, Hallmark Channel. Your kids on the internet shooting bad guys. You yeah. can't surf the internet on your computer. Is your computer ten years well, old? No, no. It, it happens like whoever first gets into line, and then the last person that tries to get into, like if my son turns it on after me and my wife turn on our computer, his lags too. All right, so. This this is this is ridiculous. I, I think it's a cable. I think somewhere in your equation you have a Cat five cable, not a Cat five E or Cat six. I still right. think it's a cable. That's gonna. And I'm sticking with it. All right. I'm not sure. I agree. I've seen yet. it. I'm seeing it in our client base. All right. So the other, what, are you running OpenDNS, Dante? Uh, no. All right. So here's the first thing you're gonna do, because we're on until eleven o'clock, and you've got nothing to do on Saturday, right? Yes, I am a mailman in Hartford. You're, all, you're a mailman, so you're busy. Yes. Oh, all right, so you do have something to do on Saturday. So when you get back home from your route, um, yeah. you're going to log into that Nighthawk, and you're going to configure OpenDNS on that firewall, number one. Okay. Okay? And the, you have plenty of bandwidth. Don't, don't return that firewall. There's something else wrong. Because like I said, you can do all you need with 50 megabits if it's configured properly. Clearly yours right. is not. You're getting 250 megabits of bandwidth, so something else is going wrong. You can also prioritize uh, who gets access to what in many of these uh, routers. So in my case, I, I prioritize gaming for the kids so that the Xbox gets priority. and it, It'll run a little faster. Again, it's only 50 right. megabits that I care about. You get 250, so there's something else going on in your network um, that's either really hammering your bandwidth I can't imagine what you're doing with. You know, maybe your son is downloading Avengers Endgame right now when you're using it. Could you, it be that? No. <laughs> you no, didn't buy. All right, good. You didn't buy your Roku on eBay, did you? <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm legit. All right, cool. So if you go and follow our instructions, that because you've got this great device, this great router firewall, configure OpenDNS on it. All right, okay. it's really easy to do. Uh, you're going to set. You put it on your show on your. Yep. It'll be out there for you at computertalkwithtab.com. Yep. And then just test. Just go ahead and do, have the three things happening. All right? I, I got a I feeling you're going to be much better off just by doing that. Because you should be lightning speed with 250 megabits of bandwidth. You're not even right. making it sweat. You, you can't bring down enough data with three people to fill 250 megabits unless somebody's pirating something, right, all day long. Right. And uh, is it a wireless device that you've given a password to your neighbors? No, because was the, the password Nike password? Itself, the, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> on no, not not on the Wi-Fi. All right, good. <laughs> no, because it, the Wi-Fi is on on the, the Orbi and the satellite. Oh so that's wait, connected to the to the router. So yeah, so the Netgear is just the modem. Yeah, the Netgear is just what you call a telephony modem. Okay. For, for cable and telephone only. Yep, yep. And your your router is what? What's the make and model of your router? Orbi, uh, Orbi. RB50. All right, how old is that thing? I never Netgear. heard of it. 
It's a Netgear? Uh, yeah, Netgear, yes. How old is it? Last year's. Last, Last year's? Year's? Okay. All right. So go into that and configure OpenDNS. And, and then call me back. We'll be here next week if you're gonna if you're working, obviously. Oh, I, I hear you every weekend. All right. Well, thank you very much. Good luck, I, Dante. You can also, I can Thanks. tell you right now, you can get in the process of lowering that speed and saving some more money. Because 250 is way too much. You don't need that much bandwidth. So what do you think, 50? I would tell you 50. Once we get this working for you, you'll be a happy camper. You've misconfigured something. Or Bob thinks a cable, but I'm not sure I agree with that. Because you're getting 250 megabytes, but there could be something else going wrong. All right, Dante? Should I do speed test on, on the other yeah. computer that is connected wirelessly? Yes. The wire? Yes. You want to find out what each of your computers are getting for bandwidth. Just run the Xfinity. Even, even the Wi-Fi? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so you, you want to make sure. Now, if, if, if it's an Orbi there and it's only last year's model, you should be getting your 250 because it can easily hand out uh, at 5G a 250 megabit stream, I think. Don't hold yeah, me to it. I'd I, have to double check that. But I think I it can. I just remembered uh, one time, it happened twice uh, uh, in two different days, the computer said it couldn't get an IP address. Well, okay, that's back to the whole DNS IP configuration that we're going to show you. So maybe right. the other issue is, Dante, is that you don't have enough IPs. You're not hitting out enough IPs on your network. But I think there's something else going wrong. Um, go to that Orbi, configure open DNS. Let's start with that. Will do. All right, sir. Good luck. Thank you, sir. Yep, thank Appreciate you. It. All right, bye-bye. you got to cut the cable, guys, and, and he, he's done that. He's paying way too much for the – you don't need that much bandwidth. It's just a matter of how you configure your system – because if you're getting 250 megabits to your devices, you should be very happy. I mean, again, I, I, I could put 250 next to 50 and stream high-definition movies all day long. You won't even know the difference. You're just paying the cable company for a pipe you're not using. Don't overpay them. We already do. To give you an example, go NetSpeed, 150 megabytes for 50 bucks. right? They're charging Dante $120 for 250 megabytes, and he only needs 50. So if we could get away with 10 bucks for 50 megabits, that's really all we need, right? But the cable companies are not going to do that for you. All right, so we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. we got one line open. Danny, Ed, Dave, hang on. One line open for you. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Everything we've talked about is posted live by Mike G. He posts it live to our old-fashioned website at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you go to Facebook and you like us on Facebook... Whatever, Zuckerberg may or may not let the thing go into your news feed that we're trying to tell you. Uh, it'll, follow, it'll follow you that way. And of course, you can follow us at uh, Twitter at Tab Computer Sys. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.